Welcome back to the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I'm joined, as always, by Vinny Kiamkoyap. Hello. Hey, and today we actually have a special guest in studio. We have Megan Witzker with us. Hello. Megan can say hi. Very nice. So, um, hey, so we've got a, a load of stuff to talk about on today's show, um, but I really thought, you know, we, we have like a slate of things that are interesting and exciting. I, I think you're going to enjoy the show, but... You can't get away from this right now on social media um, and on TV that we are having a Supreme Court nominee hearings right now. In particular, uh, Brett Kavanaugh is up for nomination to the Supreme Court, and it's gotten ugly. People are mad. People are... Dude. People are yelling. <laughs> yeah. The level of discourse is... Um, it's funny. I had a friend who posted, and it was, it was perfect. He was like, well, I didn't actually watch any of it, but I can tell you the reactions from everyone on social media are exactly what I thought they would be from who I thought they would be. Mm. And I think that's the truth. Like we, who's even listening anymore? Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Well, so, and it's, it's like between whatever Trump, where people are yelling at, at Trump or whatever it is, there's just so much kind of in the ether of the political internet. Yeah. That once things go out there, nobody's listening. Okay. Now with Kavanaugh in particular, so the allegations against him, the, I think the, 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 the first allegation mm is that when he was 17 years old, uh, it has been alleged that he um, pushed a 15-year-old girl into a bedroom with his buddy, they turned the music up, and then they attempted to assault her, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's the allegation that's being made. Um, so he, this is, he's now, I think, 50-something years old. And so, that's, so that was the first allegation. That's what the hearings in the Supreme Court were mm -hmm. right now, was uh, Dr. Ford, this now 50-something-year-old woman, was before the Senate retelling her story, and then he then apparently was supposed to tell his side of the story. I didn't hear him. I heard her. Um, and it, it's, it's such a hard thing because this happened decades ago. Yeah. You know? And you've got a guy who has had a career that has been, I would say, unblemished for the most part. Mm -hmm. If you look, he's been through like four confirmation hearings already for different like appellate court type positions. Um, and now here he is in, in his 50s with this kind of, I would say, almost sterling record. And this allegation comes forward of something that happened when he was 17. Um, and I just I guess that's the, that's for me. But that's the interesting question is what what do you do with that? I yeah. mean, you know, I don't know. What, what's your take? Mm, I've got some thoughts. I don't know. I like I, I I get the whole thing of it being so long ago, but I know with kind of like the Me Too movement and everything else going on. Well, yeah, like, it's a very charged environment. Yeah, right, now. right yeah. now, like if there was any place for it to to be talked about, it's in the spot it's in right now. But it, I kind of question some of the um, the motives of why it swung back around. Well, yeah, there's definitely a political you know? motive. Yeah, here. I I think it's. It's funny because, okay, I look back and I go, gosh, yeah, well, when I broke up with my girlfriend when I was 17, that was an impactful event that mm -hmm. aff affected the course of my yeah. life in some respects, right? right? And so that's, I think, the thing we discount. Like this this Dr. Barrett, who's now this accomplished woman, yeah. she teaches psychology at, at you know Stanford yeah. or something. Um, something that happened when she was 15 is still affecting and, and it has that sort of an impact yeah. on her life, right? And that's where the part I think is missed sometimes in this whole story is that uh, whether or not Brett Kavanaugh is the guy. And that's, yeah. that's, I think, uh, that's it, part of the question. That's the question, right? Like, cause memory isn't like memory isn't perfect, right? No, we don't, yeah. um, Malcolm Gladwell has an interesting podcast on this, right? Where they look at what, like that our memory really isn't what happened. Um, in fact, it changes. And every time you kind of recount it, you reinforce it and alter it a little bit more and you rewrite the disc and you rewrite the disc, um, to the point that 
you know, 30 years later, your remembering of something might not be what happened at all. Mm. Um, and, and they use the example of people recounting the stories of 9-11 and how many of them were just completely impossible. Yeah. It couldn't happen that way. Just the, what they remembered was not the way facts happened. So, um, so very weird, but you have this situation happens. So I mean, Megan, what's your take? What do you think? If it, you know, if you were, if you're looking at, at, uh, Dr. Well, okay. Dr. Ford and Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. the Supreme court justice nominee. Does this, is this something that if this did happen, does that mean he can't be a Supreme court justice in your mind? Um, put you right on the spot. Uh, it's really hard. Uh, just especially since it's been such a charged thing these last, probably this last year right, or yeah. two. Um, and in some cases I feel like what if 15, 16, 17 year old boy doesn't really speak for what he's done to build his career and his life as a 55 year old man. Yeah, totally. And trying yeah, I, I to maybe that. become a better person. Um, but, oh, I feel like I really don't have a place to talk on this because I haven't been fully informed. Sure. Um, no, well, okay, just the allegation that uh, if you found out that someone had done something 30 years earlier when they were 15 right. or when they were 17 and mm-hmm. they're now 53, I, I guess the question I have is like, and again, I'm not saying he did it, and I'm not saying it wasn't a horrible thing. Right, right. But where's the place of redemption? Mm. Right? Like, there like, should be a point, right? There should be a point, like, where you go, God, he was... And, and again, that I, I I don't know even what you do with it at that point, because, yeah. you know, but, like, at some point you have to say, well, he's not the same... Is he the same person he was yeah. when he was 17? Absolutely. Like, I'm, right. I, I don't think I'm the same person I was 20 years ago. Um, you know, I've, I've changed, I've grown, I've gotten better. I was, I had a, you know, and, and so that's, that's the hard part for yeah. me with this whole thing is I just don't like, I, I think Dr. Dr. Ford absolutely has the right to be heard and yeah. to receive mm. healing. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, can we say unequivocally that it was him? I don't think you can say that. Can you say unequivocally it wasn't him? Yeah. I, I don't think you can say that. So all you have left to do is go, well, what's the, what's the evidence of his life, you know? And he's been through four Supreme Court, you know, four nomination hearing processes up to this point. You go, I think we've kind of had a good look at the dude, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, like he, um, so anyway, that's just kind of out there in the news. And, and as you're listening to the podcast, you may have strong opinions on this and, and I, I'm not, I, I got no answers for it. I can't say he did or he didn't do it. I can't say what's, yeah. it, you know, there's political motivations, absolutely, in the way that it was presented and, and you know, all of that stuff. But at the heart of it, you have a, a little girl who's carrying wounds from when she was 15. Something, I, I have no doubt, something actually happened yeah. to her. Yeah. Whether or not it was Kavanaugh, I, I don't know if there's any way you can know that. I, I really don't, you know? So, it's frustrating. Hard. Yeah, right. very frustrating. Well, we just dove into it. And I and I would love to, to hear your comments. And if you're on the Facebook live feed following us right now, you can go put those in. We can't see them because the camera's on the other side of the room. But uh, but we'll check them out and respond to those as they come in. So kind of leaving the the hardcore politics uh, anger of our time, I, I, let's jump into some music real yes. quick. So, I, uh, yeah. So, Vinny, why don't you jump into the story? Gladly. Is it Christmas? It's, we're getting there. We're getting there. That is you true. know, half the stores are already setting up for Christmas. It is pumpkin spice season. It is. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice. My kids actually have pumpkin spice creamer that they oh, put. Yeah. Yeah. So we put it in the cereal so you can make pumpkin spice checks. Just a little teaspoon of pumpkin spice creamer. What's that? Who's that voice? So I hope you can hear it pretty well. 
Um, but if you know who that is, yes, ladies and gentlemen, William Shatner has decided that this year he is going to release a Christmas album. That is fantastic. Drum roll, please. The name is called Shatner Claws. Shatner Claws. <laughs> Which I think is appropriate. It is appropriate. Shatner, I, I don't know. <laughs> so this is great because so in, the, I think it was the 60s, William Shatner released like a spoken word kind of album. Oh. Where he he did and it, was, and it was totally serious. Like he was really trying to produce this, but it became just a joke, like a laughing stock yeah. thing. Oh, just the record, I was not alive then. Um, but he's but I love that he's now in his seventies and he's embraced his own irony. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I like I I'm really hoping so. so funny. Here, like the list of people that are on this album. Um, j- so Jingle Bells, uh, Henry Rollins, Rollins, uh, Rollins, Rollins. Wow. Wow. You're supposed I'm, to be the music guy. Rollins, Rollins. Rollins, Henry Rollins. I mean, yeah. if you speak Spanish, technically there's two L's, so it's Rollins. I, I can't Anyways. even right now. I'm not sure if we were going in that direction. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Double L's. No, am I the only one? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Blue Christmas has Brad Paisley on it. Like some of the, even some of the stranger names um, is, where was it? Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Silent Night with Iggy Pop. So I think the ZZ Top Rudolph would be kind of interesting yeah. to listen. It could be know. fun. And then my favorite is um, the Jingle Bells Revisited with Henry Rollins, but it's the punk rock version. Well, yeah, and that's so Henry Rollins is one of like he's he's an icon of yeah kind of the punk rock mm-hmm. thing. Um, but they they did like a classic version, and then they did a punk rock version, and they have not released a punk rock version. Oh, okay. Man. And I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to hear what this is. Henry Rollins uh, is regarded as a punk rock icon for his work with Black Flag yep. and the Rollins Band, an accomplished writer and actor. And a scary looking dude, I think is what you also Well, yeah, Black say. Flag. Yeah. Have, you yeah. heard, have you listened to Black Flag? I, I, Vinny, come on now. Do you not. think I've listened to Black Flag? I don't know. I feel like I had to ask. Well, you probably did. Well, I mean, you're the guy that listened to Ska growing up too, and I didn't know that. I think of Black Flag, I think of like uh, Cockroach. Uh, okay. Isn't there, wasn't there like a Black Flag was like a cockroach killing no thing? You don't? No? Nobody? No. No. Because <laughs> at, at m- most points, I, have, I mean, I haven't had any cockroach issues in my apartment, but anytime I saw one at home, like yeah. living with my parents, I'd be like, Mom! Okay, so the Shatner Christmas album is is ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely just a money grab. Oh, abs- absolutely. And nobody on this album is taking themselves seriously, which I think is cool. Right. I wonder what the album sales would be like. I don't know, but I think we need to follow this trend. We absolutely December. have to. We, but we'll... I also feel like I don't want to give it attention why not <laughs> i feel like i can't be another number that is supporting this you nonsense. can't support okay but let's let's get into this Megan, because i absolutely i absolutely know what your favorite christmas song is oh do you yes i do okay so yeah go ahead if you would I, I i i'm pretty sure i i know what it is but if you would mariah carey all i want oh. for christmas is you right <laughs> we talked about this. we have talked about this which again i i would say does that qualify? This is my thing. I, I've got a beef here, like with winter songs versus Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think all I want for Christmas is you probably qualifies as a Christmas, Christmas song because well, it, it does says, at least acknowledge yeah, Christmas, Christmas, right? Yes. You know, if you all I want for Christmas is you, baby Jesus, then it's then a Christmas, it's Christmas song, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I like to imagine it's all about. Mm-hmm. It gets weird by the second or third verse, but in the first verse, it's yes. pretty good. If you haven't it's heard just that so podcast, joyful. we did that, <laughs> we didn't did we? That. We, we did, did a whole one. podcast where we, we broke it, it down. Apart. Yeah, we went <laughs> we line by line. All I want for Christmas is you. But then, like, what we did, what we did with it was. Like, all I want for Christmas is you, baby Jesus. But then there were, like, <laughs> some other parts to it that was, um, 
a little more. It like, got a little weird. It got it a little did. weird. I'm looking a little for the Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, it doesn't carry through all the way. <laughs> no. In, in your in your Christmas pageant <laughs> at your local parochial school, probably not going to choose that. <laughs> I love your <laughs> local parochial <laughs> school. <laughs> not not going to be the one you choose for all the ones Christmas. Kevin, what's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, my favorite Christmas song. Uh. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Well, that's my real favorite Christmas song. Like Christmas versus like secular Christmas. I don't like anything about that. Right. I don't like the red and the green. You will not see my family wearing those colors. Like I protest it. And I like actual Christmas. Wait, you protest the colors? Oh, I don't like the... Red and green is kind of a tough combo. I know there's like symbolism behind it, but it is kind of like... Now it's just like cheesy. It comes off a little garish, I think. I I kind of like blue... Christmas. I love blue Christmas. There you go. But I always kind of feel like, am I stealing Hanukkah? Like, am I stealing Hanukkah decorations when I'm doing this? Am I careful? A menorah on your sweater, probably not. No, okay, so you can okay, you can roll. But again, it, but because menorahs like sweater? Hanukkah basically <laughs> has blue locked up for that yeah. season. It's kind of a thing. Wait, purple Christmas you? was a thing a couple years ago. Purple Christmas? Mm. Yeah. I don't not. I don't remember the purple Christmas. Mm. Let, let me throw out maroon Christmas. Maroon's yeah. a great Christmas color. I would think that would be the way. Well, to because go. the ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah. Okay, I so so O Come O Come Emmanuel. Yeah. Okay, that's your favorite like Christmas, and that's Christmas. A, that's a hymn I would yeah. say. That's, but also yeah. like like I've heard different versions of kind of like the Mumford style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Mumford did it, but I can't remember who did it. Um, it might have been Ren Collective that had done a version of. Um, but again, like I'm more I like the Christmas like worship stuff, which ends up being more hymn than. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Bing Crosby does a great version of that. Oh, yes. Yeah. In fact, the Bing Crosby Christmas album is like, I remember listening to that on an LP. Like when I was, is, mm, that, the, yeah. is, that, is that the term, the big black disc? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember listening to that. At, I, like, I don't know what like, that means. Vinyl. Yeah, I know. Vinyl. <laughs> vinyl. Vinyl. It's because you either have to be old enough to have had one or a hipster to know about it because yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly. Yeah. Right there. Yep. I remember eight tracks. I had a, I had a Beach Boy eight track. Which was, and I was before my time, really, oh, but we Cheryl had them. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl mm-hmm. Crow 8-track? Yeah. Wait. No, 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 no. You're thinking oh, cassettes. Oh, I'm thinking cassettes. That's, that's a cassette. So okay. cassette, you there had were eight every... There of them. So on 8-track, you had, like, <laughs> there were <laughs> buttons where you'd, like, and it would change, like, to different... Oh, yeah, so like an 8-track, the whole, the whole like... That's the big... not a disc, but it's, like, it's literally the whole thing is, like... Yeah, almost like a VHS. Yeah. They were thick, yeah. There was no reason why you should have them in your car, but they put them in your car. Okay. So you'd sit there and t- have to like okay. take the VHS Oops. out and put another one in there. Yeah, they were like... they were beastly. Yeah. I'm trying to pull a picture up to show you what these things look like. But okay, so so secular Christmas versus versus Christmas. We can is, get into that. But... I mean, we have before, but yeah. I, it is interesting. So, but but so so your favorite Christmas Christmas is all I want for Christmas is you is what you're. Uh, pardon me is is uh, Okama Come Emmanuel yes. that you're saying Megan yes okay and all I want for Christmas is you is your favorite secular Christmas song. It could really just be a year round happy joyful song. It is a happy no. song. I will say I, I would not be listening. You're one of those people. Well, I watch Elf all year long, and I don't see a problem with that either. Okay, which brings mm. us to Baby, It's Cold Outside, which is That's skeezy kind of at best. What's yeah. that? Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy. I don't know. It's funny that there was a time when, when that was considered like a fun romantic. Like, hey, maybe it's keep cold from going outside. anywhere. Like, uh. Maybe <laughs> you just, just drink. There's a fire. Let me take your coat. Maybe like, just one drink more. You know, like yeah. just yeah. There's yeah. that's a date rape it's going on right there. Disaster. <laughs> no, there's somebody that needs that to guy be on should not trial. be on. The, he should not be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> uh, I think that's very clear. 
Anyway, oh, but, that one left. There we go. That one- <laughs> But it is okay. So it is weird because Christmas is starting already. Uh, and, oh, yeah, and we are here in like late September. We're, yeah, we're in the last week of September, and we're definitely getting into it. So, but Shiner has not released the album yet. It's only available like you only have a couple. Like uh, yeah. I think that Henry Ro- Henry Rollins is uh, the only one. Is the only one available. It's on Spotify. If you want to go check it out, everybody. I'm, I'm telling you right now, everybody that's watching on Facebook Live, everybody that's listening, go check it out. Go enjoy your day. You're welcome. That's interesting. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Oh, but Shatner did do there. He does. He did uh, Good King Wenceslas. Hmm? He did a The Sounds of Christmas album. There you go. This is a previous album, The Sounds of Christmas. This might actually be him. No, I think it is actually him because there's some Huey Lewis here too. Winter Wonderland. That's an interesting, interesting album. Hey, speaking of music and and when things are being released, uh, interesting. I'm turning off William Shatner. You're I just gonna. This. I was I like, are you just gonna talk I through just, it? I'm no, like, I'm not. <laughs> I okay. wouldn't be able to look at you. <laughs> so uh, number three on Billboard's uh, new release is Lauren Daigle's new album. Oh, dude, yes. so good. Yes. Okay, so good. I'm only on track like three or four on it, and um, we were talking about this earlier, but it's got this. Adele, Alicia Keys, New York kind of vibe mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, who's the, okay, so um, all about that bass. Who is that? Who did Megan that song? Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that took me. Some. People call me that all the time. Really? <laughs> you learn. Yes. Wow. I apologize. I know. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, which that song in particular was one I was a little weird. I was remember I was at a conference in another state, and one of the kids in the band was singing that like as like a warm up song, and I was kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's I I know that we're celebrating difference in body types, but but it's still all about that body, right? That's yeah. still a weird thing to be singing at a youth conference. I'm just saying it's just not, no trouble. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, but Lauren Daigle, I think you could say like, if you like Megan Trainer, you like Lauren Daigle. That, as we talked about in our last, yeah. she, she has a similar sound, but I, I would also go with Adele. This one, very Adele. Very much, yeah. Yeah. First song right out the gate. Dude, great. Rolling Stone? Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. It was good. I heard that one. Did you not hear that one? Oh. I didn't. I, I just, I press shuffle. I don't listen from the start. Oh, no, you yeah. have to. But see, so. I, know. I heard that that's, not, you're supposed to listen to it the way the artist intended, but I don't have time for that. I feel like the artist just intended <laughs> so, to. So, so you shuffle? Yeah, and I just move around until I feel like, oh, I like the first three seconds of this song. Let's keep going. That is, it's funny because I, I agree. Like it takes, if you don't have a hook right away, I'm usually like, yeah. I'm out. And um, when I do have time, I'll give it the time. All right. Still, still rolling stones. I don't know if you're going to pick this up, but. It it's got a very like James Bond feeling to it almost. Yeah, super Adele yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, exactly. It's spicy. It's got that it piano like. <laughs> yeah. But number three, and that I mean that that puts her up like above Ar- Ariana Grande. It puts her above oh, yeah. Drake. No, I mean, there it, was, like there. It's a long. Let's see if I can pull that list. There up were too, a like, lot of drops in August. Yeah. In early September. So do you think it's just timing, or because like legitimately? Well, no, I think timing would be against her because of all the big names that dropped in August. Okay. Well, yeah, because the fact else? that she's number three is very surprising to me. Well, not it's beautiful, but yeah, considering that she's not one of those big names that people were waiting for. Right. I'm, I'm gonna turn it down. I would <laughs> say that with with Lauren Daigle too. Like I found Lauren Daigle for the first time on speaking of Christmas. It was a, a Spotify Christmas list, and it was her Christmas album. And I didn't even know she was a Christian singer. It just, it was like her Jingle Bells, I think it was. It was, she's, it's so good. I don't know if you've heard her, but like, and so when I think of Lauren Daigle, like she has some really good, powerful worship songs, but she can absolutely hold her own. Yeah. yeah. Oh, as yeah. just like a, 
a you know we talked about this on like the the music episode yeah. like on this one like however one that was but like um she doesn't like I, I almost feel like she doesn't fit on contemporary Christian radio stations. No, no. Like if you heard that song on a on a contemporary Christian radio station, you'd be like, "What? Yeah. What? what is well, this?" Well, and like the the article that from Rolling Stone has said that like we're we're, we're seeing a lot more musicians, a lot more music artists dive into even talking about their own faith, right? Whatever it may right. be, but talking about like that's something that you didn't see like maybe 10, 15 years ago, right? And now it's a little more prevalent yeah know? like the push is that you know again it's it's getting out yeah. of the christian ghetto yeah. well, well oh, go ahead no, no, no. um we justin bieber was at buckingham here. palace last last week or the week before and he was singing a wor- a song that i know to be a worship song yeah and everyone made a big deal it's like justin bieber's um serenading his fiance in front of buckingham palace and like there's like crowds and gosh what was this like you are perfect to me what's that one Oh, I don't even know. Oh my gosh, no, you know it. But Bieber did a worship set at Coachella. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's a serenading song. Like, it's a love song. I'm like, this is a love song, but it's a different kind yeah. of love song. It's kind of like, it's a worship song, like, um, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You is a worship song, or is it like, it's a, uh, you know. <laughs> no, it's one that, like, <laughs> on Joe Enzi, like, Oh, it's one we would sing at, like, yeah. okay, um, let me look at it. Oh, can, really? Yeah, yeah like, Bieber. that's what I know it from. Yeah, it, but I, I do think, like, I feel like we, we are. We're entering this kind of golden age of Christian yeah. music where we're coming back to a point where Christian music isn't in its little secular yeah. ghetto. And, I mean, when there were glimpses of it as I was growing up. In the 90s, you had, um, uh, gosh, those uh, love song for a savior. Um, gosh, I just totally blanked. Jars of Clay. Oh, and yeah. And they crossed over, right? Mm-hmm. They, in fact, they their first song was a secular hit. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't a Christian music hit. Um, we talked about Switchfoot in the last episode. Um, a switch foot, yo. You know, but then you got Lauren Daigle, who's she's obviously most people are gonna know her from her from her work in the Christian music scene, but I That's think anybody can listen to that album. Absolutely, like, anybody can listen Absolutely. to that album. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you uh, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, okay, where do I find it? Spotify, and it's called um, what is it called? Uh, Child Look Up. Child Look yes. Up or Look Up Child. Look Up Child. Look up yeah. Child, yeah. Look up, Child Look Up's a totally different album. Yeah, that's... I don't even know what that is. No, Look Up Child. But her last album was great too. The one thing I didn't find on this as I was listening through it um, was a song like a worship song like you would sing yeah. in a worship setting. It is definitely right. more of a like a listen to yeah. album. Which, you know? I mean, there I, I think every... It has its own place. Yeah, I think it, it has its place. Um, but it also sound the songs do sound a little more like personal. Yeah. From her, like there's a different place... That she's writing from, um, but I also think there's there's some influence, a little bit of. There was a, noticed a shift after she started hanging out with Switchfoot a whole lot. Oh yeah, because she she um, when when they started hanging out was when they were in San Diego, and they did uh, Bro Am. Oh yeah, and it was down there, and I saw them do um, Won't Let You Go, and like, boom, like mind blown because she went on stage and. Me and my buddy Kyle were the only ones freaking out because nobody else knew who Lauren Daigle was. Wow. Um, like, we were screaming like girls. It well, was, that's that's great. It was, yeah. Super um, stalker. A little bit. A little bit. Um, I feel like with Lauren Daigle and Switchfoot, and I've mentioned this before, there's so much texture in yeah. those voices that it's almost too much texture for me. Oh, I could care less. Mm. It was, it, it, to me, it just sounded so good. Because she's so, like, she's got a lot of texture. Well, she's in got that voice. Aretha Franklin kind yeah, of velvety, man. like, it's cool. deeper texture to her voice. Right. And then John Foreman's just got this like kind of grit. Growl. Right. Yeah. So, it's the Encinitas yeah. sort of Carlsbad sound. There's a sound. Like there's, no, there really the, is a sound. You can tell when someone's from Encinitas or Carlsbad or from that area. Well, like you'll, they'll come up, you'll, what's going on, bro? Like, yeah. like it's, 
super low, just kind of down here, yeah. super chiller. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a thing. I you, it is it's a thing. So, but so great album, awesome. She's cool. amazing. And I would say, just going back to the Christmas music, check out Lauren Daigle's Christmas album too. Just check out That's all her music. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, the Christmas album's killer. It's so good. And I, it's funny because I didn't even know she existed, and she had a Christmas album. I had but, never heard of her until this week. Lauren Daigle? Wait, yeah. are you serious? What? I've never heard of her, and she has been blowing up my Instagram stories with oh, really? this news of people that, up until you sent it to me, and I was like reading the article and stuff, I was like, oh, this name has been popping up in my feed for the last like two weeks. Wow. And I didn't listen to it, but so I listened, I was like, oh, this makes sense. I've seen so many Instagram stories. Well, yeah. we played like one or two songs of of hers at Mass, like Mass of Five. I know that, you know, it's, no, it's interesting because like, her, <laughs> her second album was her Christmas album. The second album, like, so her first was 2015, and then this, but this is her, this is her Christmas yeah. album. I mean, that this, I hope nobody gets mad that we're <laughs> playing. Hey, it, what, we're going to get mad. It's our podcast. Uh, you know, <laughs> True, but no, it's such a good. Did like you don't like? Would you think oh, I'm listening to contemporary Christian music right now? No, no. I mean, that's just the level know. of, it, yeah. it's just a level of quality and like creativity in the music where I'm like, wow, that's really good. And the whole album's like that. So, but all right. I just realized I have let you two lead me down a road. I told myself I'd never go. What's that? And that was listen to Christmas music before December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have gotten, but I blame Shatner for that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I would blame him too. Yeah. It's Thanks, absolutely, Shatner. it's all Shatner's fault. Shatner Claus. Oh, Shatner Claus. <laughs> Oh, Shatner Claus. His oh, name's Shatner no longer Shatner William Claus. Shatner. It's just Shatner Claus. All right. Hey, something else that came up in the news that I thought was interesting I want to talk about on, on this episode was there's an article in the Huffington Post that is the title was Everything You Know About Obesity is Wrong. Hey, this is Chris from the Afternoon Morning Show. You know, we realized that this episode went kind of long. And so what we've done is we've broken it into two episodes. You can catch the rest of this episode in the very next podcast. We'll be talking all about Weight Watchers changing their name to Wellness Works and the Huffington Post article about everything you know about obesity is wrong and a little bit more. So you can catch the rest of the Afternoon Morning Show or this episode in the next podcast. And just a reminder, the Afternoon Morning Show is brought to you by Everyday Catholic. You can get more information about Everyday Catholic at everydaycatholic.com.